man. Go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Uh, what's going on, y'all? My name is Mo Javi. I'm a Memphis hip-hop artist, also a, a producer, and I'm a part of Black Men Memphis, too. Okay. So just talk a bit about how you um, how you kind of got introduced to the play. Um, I was introduced to a mutual friend. Um, once I met Mr. Newtile and read the script, I fell in love with the play because it's something that I've dealt with in my life and still deal with to mm-hmm. this day. Okay, cool. Do you want to talk? You want to talk a little bit about that? Um, what you mean, like what I've been through, or or just as far as like how um, some of the things that's kind of portrayed in the play connect to your reality or some of your experiences? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, definitely. Uh, ironically, my character is uh, an inmate. Mm-hmm. I've been an inmate before. I was incarcerated for almost five years. Um, a lot of things that go on in the play. Um, parenting situations. I've been there where um, I've seen mothers and daughters arguing. I've witnessed such things. And I've been without my father for periods of time. Just a bunch of stuff. There's like, there's too much of nothing that's not hitting home for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of the reason why I'm sticking with it for sure. Okay, cool. So, um, what are some of the mis- misconceptions about their lifestyle do you think a lot of young people have? Um, I guess because of what they kind of see on social media and what's kind of circulating around on Instagram and all that. Uh, they just think that they can do what they want to do and get away with it, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, uh, I did what I did, and consequences caught up with me. You know, yeah. People don't think that karma is real. Uh, you get what you give. Definitely, and uh, far as social media, we just, like you said, we just see what's portrayed on social media. We don't know the background of what these people have been through or none of this. So these young people, they just think that it's all fun and games until they mm-hmm. did it in jail. Okay. Which I hate to see. Yeah. And so you said you're in the music industry, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so um, how has your background in the music industry kind of, you know, aided you or helped you throughout, you know, kind of stepping into the character of the play? Uh, well, well, as far as uh, definitely my performances and being able to control crowds mm-hmm. during uh, big moments on the show, um, this is the orphan. So, like, this proper training for this right here. I think I'm ready. Uh, I know how to keep your attention as far as the crowd. And I'm doing, and I'm rapping in the play as well. So, I definitely know I'll be able to get the crowd attention. Okay. Cool. Is it, um, is it some, of the own, some of your own music that you kind of produce yourself? Or is it kind of something that the play just... Uh, well, big shout out to Mr. Newtie, he's a genius. Yeah. Uh, once he found out that I could do music and do it well, he asked me to write something specifically for the play. Okay. So, yeah, it's mine. Uh, and I've never did this. It's not out, it's not recorded or anything. It'll be strictly done for the play. And then something else will probably be done with it afterwards. Okay, cool. So you kind of gonna kind of keep it as like a little special thing going? Yeah, he he actually, that's how he likes it. He like, yeah, this is my thing. Come come do it for me. He love, he love it too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Okay. How's that different from um, what you kind of normally re- regularly do as a um, person that's in the music industry? How's that kind of different from what you normally do as a producer? Um, It's not necessarily different, but I will say it's different because it's more on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like with battle rap. Battle rappers, they have to write. Remember all this stuff, and you got like 30 minutes worth of stuff you got to remember, and then you probably never do it again. Yeah. So, like, with the repetition, it's cool with me because that's what I do anyway. Like, I make songs, people love to hear them, I do them over and over and over again, and yeah, it's, it got its pros and cons, but I'm ready for whatever. Okay, cool. 
So uh, how can people find you on social media and how can people uh, connect to your music? Okay, uh, my name is Mo Javi. That's M-O-E mm-hmm. space J-A-V-I, which also stands for my over-expected journey after various incidents. Uh, that's my name on all streaming sites, platforms, everything. Okay. Uh, Facebook, Mo Javi. Um, TikTok, Mojo Jojo 88, I think. And Instagram is Mojave Nation. Okay. All right, y'all heard that. Make sure you go hit them up on social media. Make sure you go check out that music. Black Men Missing 2, March 25th. All right, Mojave, that's all the questions I got for you. I appreciate you for coming. Appreciate you, bro. All right, man. All right, man. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on? I am Fabri J, singer-songwriter and upcoming actor. Uh, I play Omar Jones in Black Men Missing 2, which will be at the Orpheum, March 25th. Okay, so uh, just tell us a little bit about your background and how you kind of um, came across the play. Uh, well, like I said, I do music. So uh, I've been doing music since I was about 15. I've been singing since I was five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, music, I love music. Music basically has been all my life, you know, that's how I live my life. Okay. Uh, and I came across music. I actually got a call my homeboy, uh, Mojave. Shout out Mojave. He called me like, um, yeah, we need somebody for this part. It's a singing part and it's an acting part. And he was like, you was the first person I thought of. Mm-hmm. So he called me. I went in for the audition. And, you know, the director, he, he loved me. And it was history ever since. And here I am today. Okay. So uh, you said you've been doing music since you were 15, right? Yeah. So uh, how long have you been, you know, taking music seriously? Uh, you know? I would say, I would say, really since 15, since I started, I said I wanted to Okay. But it was like, at the time, I also was like in the streets, so it was kind of like back and forth with the streets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just said, I'm, I'm a white, about 18, 19, 20, and once I got up that age, I was like, I'm going to completely just leave the streets alone and focus on this music and try to push this music. Okay, cool. So uh, I guess what are some of the challenges that that uh, that kind of come with that lifestyle? Do you think young people don't really see? Well, one thing they don't see is that you can die out here. Yeah. If you live this lifestyle, you can die. This ain't. They think it's all peaches and cream because of what they see on social media and all mm-hmm. of that. But really, there's not. There's nothing like that. And sometimes, like you said, they wait till it's too late. So they either behind the cell or locked up or. In the grave. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one thing we got to try to, that's one thing about this play we're trying to show them, like, it's a different way, it's a way out. Like, you know, it's, you don't have to be another statistic. I already messed that word up when I say it, but, you know, it's a way out. It's a okay. positive way out. Okay. So, um, do you kind of like talk about some of the stuff that um, some of the stuff that's happening in the play? Do you kind of also talk about some of that stuff in your and in, in your own music that you uh, produce? Yes, I do. Okay. Like I um, I'm actually one of my own songs is going to be in the play, and it has to do with like a man the struggles that a man go through and mm-hmm. it, like his back against the wall and he lost everything and it kind of that's how it relates to the play. Okay. The play that Omar he loses everything he loses his girl and. You know, it's back against the wall, and, mm-hmm. but he come around. He come out victorious in the end. Okay, so uh, I guess tell us a little bit about some of your other projects that you have. I've got another podcast going. Okay. My, uh, my home girl, T Sparks. She got the uh, extra T show, and on there we talk about like the daily lives, 
I'm being an African American. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm big on like the community when it comes to like the things that's going on in the community with Black Americans. So, I'm very con- real conscious on that. So. Okay. That's why this play is kind of big to me because it's like when I heard about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta get into that. Cause, yeah. You know, they don't give us a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, what's a character trait um, that you identify with the most, and uh, with the character in the play that you? Well, my uh, character, he was more like a, he was like a boss. He was like a leader. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I kind of want to be like a leader, a boss. You know what I'm saying? Got everything in order. Like even to like my younger younger people, like I try to lead them, show them like that it's a better way, you know. So I guess that was uh, how I relate to that character. Mm-hmm. And he stands on business, I stand on business. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. I appreciate you for coming to the show. Thank you, thank you. Make sure y'all be there March 25th. Hey, this this at the Orpheum now. This big. Mm-hmm. Do y'all history? Do y'all research on the Orpheum now? <laughs> You also want to share some of your music platforms too, or something? Oh yeah, I'm on Apple Music, Title, Spotify. Y'all can look me up Forever J. I'm on Instagram, Forever the Real Forever J. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube, um, Facebook, Forever J. You can really Google Forever J, and you can scroll down and you'll see me on there. Okay. So, and I also got some uh, music coming out next month. Mm-hmm. So, y'all be on the lookout for that. All right, cool. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned. All right. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. All right. So uh, go ahead and give us an introduction to yourself. Um, what's up? How's everybody doing? My name is Thedrick Griffin. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Young Blood in Black Men Missing 2. Okay. Okay. So uh, just give a little bit of background about who Young Blood is. I'm going to be honest. I just found out who Young Blood is today. <laughs> so I'm still learning. But okay. what I do know so far is that. Um, Young blood, he just want to be um, a regular person, a good young man who just want to, who just trying to do the right thing in life. Mm-hmm. And then um, being in a, coming around uh, certain areas in life, you know you got to deal with this person, that person. So you try to dodge and try to stay away from certain people. But when you got certain people who come up to you and they put that weapon in your face, you know you want to, you know you want to save your life. You know, you know, you know, you know you don't want to lose your life and, and you got to think about the people around you and stuff like that you got to say you got to make a decision it's either me trying to be take you know like take care of my pride do I want to just man, take my pride and be like this do I want to take the shot or do I want to mm-hmm. like you know consider who I got in my life and this and that and stuff like that it's, it's a lot it's a lot at stake so but at the same time I've been raised to be a good guy so I try to do the right thing and get a job or pay my bills and help my mom and this and that, this and that. Mm-hmm. But because of what's going on in the world and so much violence and everything like that, it seems like that's the way, it seems like that's just the way you gotta, you gotta be. Mm-hmm. And so my character, he's getting to that point where I'm, I'm tired of this. He's tired of this. I'm about ready to get ready to go find me a pistol. Somebody get ready to put a pistol up to somebody else's head too because mm-hmm. I can't take this no more. Mm-hmm. I got all of this going back and forth. In a, in a bit a bit of fire up in me, so now I'm about, I'm about ready to go uh, and shoot somebody's head off too. You want to try to keep on putting a gun in my face? Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty much how I see uh, where Young Blood is coming from, you know. Okay, okay. So, um, what are some I guess character traits do you identify with the most um, 
when with it young, comes to young blood. Yeah, with young blood, mm-hmm. just him um, being one of the good guys who don't even bother nobody. I try to uh, walk through life and and just try to um, be a, a peaceful person. Don't mess with anybody. Mm-hmm. I've had people t- friends tell me that um, if anybody uh, got a problem with you, it's because of something that what somebody else did, not what you did. I never try to make the like the first move when it comes to um, doing a lot of stuff unless I know I feel something like I want to do something that's going to add positive to this or that. Mm-hmm. But if I see it's something good, you know, I want to try to be a part of it. I want to try to push for it. But other than that, I'm just going to try to stay out the way if I feel like something's about to go the wrong way. So okay. if well, the only type of drama that's ever come to my life is it kind of came because I kind of invited it to come to my life in a way because I didn't know it was coming. I didn't I didn't see it. I was naive at the time. Mm-hmm. So I just try to keep um, any type of drama or keep the wrong crowd out, you know, best way I can. Okay, so um, do you think Young Blood kind of shows how your environment can kind of affect your personality and kind of affect who you are as a person? Is that who? Is that something that you think Young Blood kind of portrays? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of spirits out here and stuff like that. So you take on the spirit of this person, or you take on the vibe of this person. Everybody can feel different types of vibes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So being who you are, your character, your personality, having this other person come up, having this person, that person, this person, you're gonna take on something that you just learned from that person, and it's gonna either like you know make you or break you. It's gonna affect you either in a good way or a positive way. It's gonna make you either, either stronger or weaker. It just yeah. depends on how you approach it and how you move forward from. That you know, from that person until the next. Okay, so um, I guess how do you think that kind of highlights? Uh, what do you think that highlights about? Uh, let me start off. What do you think that highlights about friendships and relationships in terms of um, how we kind of form them in reality? Because you said that um, you said that you can kind of catch different vibes from different people, and sometimes when you invite drama in your life, you can kind of adopt certain things from other people based off of the energy that you're around. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I mean, you know the type of people you want to bring into your life. You know the type of people that's going to help build your character. You know mm-hmm. the type of people that that can kind of be a a, a a good example for you. Yeah. You know the type of people that can make you happy. You know the type of people that can that can um that can uplift you and can encourage you and stuff like that. Everybody have a different something to add to your life. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what you want else added to your life because a lot of people have different types of voids. Okay. And so you tend to look for certain, you know, people to kind of fill those voids that you feel like you need. It's going to help you be more whole of yourself if you feel like you can't do it just all on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have people who going to, you're going to have people in your walk of life who going to come to your life to, uh, to call show, but sometime maybe, maybe in the situation it's meant to happen to build you up, mm-hmm. not to tear you down and make you weaker and just, you want to just, you know, harm yourself, but a lot of other situations, if you, depend on how you take it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take it and try to learn from it, grow from it, you're going to be a stronger than you really are. I mean, we need people to go through certain things to be strong so that they can be an example for the next person so that they can learn and grow from that, mm-hmm. from your story. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So uh, I guess what's a what's something what's like a personal thing that you kind of practice to kind of you know you know kind of I guess vet people and stay away from bad energy. Like what's something that you? Um, I really don't know. I just know that I just try to keep my circle as small as possible. Yeah. 
I'm my, some of my friends tell me a lot that it's best that you keep like probably two or three. Like if you have a birthday party, you probably don't need no more than five people at your party at your house party. And growing up, I'm 32, must be 33 next month. I'm seeing that that might be a good idea to try to go and keep my circle to about a minimum of five or six people, mm-hmm. because having too many people, having too many spirits, like I say, a lot, every type of new person is going to affect your character, mm-hmm. and so it depends on like like how you take it. If it's going to help make you or you know or break you, okay. it's going to encourage you or discourage you, make you feel a little stronger, or make you feel a little weaker or whatever. But you know, okay, some character building basically. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, man. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. I appreciate you for coming to the show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right.